football, basketball, this is no cap bets with plus mo. No lies, no limits, no long talking. This is no cap bets. You know what that means. It's time for the locks. You're listening to No Cap Bets, official No Cap Bets on Instagram. And let's get right into it. This is a pretty special edition. It's not me flying solo no more. And as you see from my record, I clearly needed reinforcements. I've got as a special guest today, journalist, broadcaster, super hip hop agent, author, goddammit, when he's not calling play by play for top prep schools in Canada. He might even be doing a traffic report on your morning drive into work. And he's also the host and creator of Undrafted Free Agent, an amazing podcast that helps me get my research done on the mid-major schools and also a big bro to me. Welcome to the show, Chris McKee. Plus, thanks for having me, man. Hey, and by the way, I would never do a traffic report in the morning of an afternoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, this is no cap bets. I love that you're keeping it real already. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm happy to have you on, man. As I said, I get a lot of my mid-major uh, insight from you. How did you get that started, actually? Like, what inspired you to get it done? And, you know, you've been going a couple seasons strongs now. So give me a quick little rundown of that. When I went back to school for broadcasting, they, you know, they suggested, hey, start writing for some websites, reached out to SB Nation, told them, you know, I want to write about college basketball and football. They said, well, there's an opening on uh, mid-major madness. You cover the mid-major teams. So it was like, cool, that's a good start. But what I realized pretty quickly is getting access to mid-major coaches was a lot easier than getting access to John Calipari and Coach K and that. And I just really enjoyed connecting with the coaches. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's just more of a comfortable conversation when I chat with these mid-major coaches. And so I just sort of, I, I found that there's a lane for it because there's 10,000 guys. You want to you hear about Paulo Banchero and, and Coach K's final season? Well, there's a thousand guys, especially all the ESPN guys, but not a lot of guys cover the mid-majors. And I found a pretty good lane in there. And so that was the thought process behind it. It's still Division One. They still play Kentucky and Duke. Man, this guy is hella connected. But the people want to know exactly what you got for the locks. They've been listening to me and probably losing if it was the last two, three episodes. So I'm happy you came in for the reinforcements. A lot of games going on, even from the early starts. Would you consider the Mountain West, like where do you consider them in terms of the tiers of conference teams? So the Mountain West, I've been saying this for two years, it's the best mid-major conference in college basketball. I thought last year Colorado State got ripped off by not getting in. They were uh, only a one-bit team last year, a one-bit league last year, which, you know, for a guy like me, you know, I watched over 800 games last year. I watched over 500 games this year. The Mountain West clearly talent-wise, coaching-wise, everything is the best mid-major in college, in college basketball. Four teams from the Mountain West in the tournament this year, the Pac-12 only three. So that tells you something right there. You and I talk Big Ten quite often, actually. You know I'm a big Sparty fan, and uh, you Buckeyes, I, I don't know what happened to you along the way. Uh, <laughs> but Colorado State, they're up against the Michigan Wolverines. We obviously know all the controversy surrounding Jerron Howard a, a couple weeks back, but it seemed like it rallied these boys together. And Colorado State, as you said, like a formidable force in the Mountain West. Who actually won that conference regular Boise season? State. Abu, Abu Kijab from St. Catharines, he's their leading scorer. And then Emmanuel Acott, 
who's, uh, I think he's, he's from out west, Winnipeg or Edmondson, I forget. There's a bunch of them I get mixed up, but two Canadians on Boise State. Michigan, Colorado State, this line's at one and a half. You got Juwan Howard as a favorite. He finally gets a coaching seat back. So I had Colorado State initially. I love them. I've watched them a lot. David Roddy, who's their star player, guy's outstanding. Their coach, Nico Medved, is as good a coach you'll find in college basketball. He's the guy you're going to start to see being mentioned for a lot of high major positions, but huge Michigan starting point guard, Devontae Jones, the former Sunbelt player of the year who transferred in from Coastal Carolina. He's out, not playing. He's in concussion protocol. If they get through, he will play in round two, but Michigan starting point guard, Devontae Jones will not play. So I already like Colorado State to begin with. I'm sticking with them for sure now. Next game, we've got Providence. They're playing uh, South Dakota State. I listened to your pod a couple episodes back and you said, You've, you you feel a, a little bit uh, dicey on this one, eh, with Providence. No, I've thought about it more. I've gone in depth. I've filled out my bracket. This is one of my, if you want to talk about your gold locks, whatever, or bets, this is one I love. South Dakota State Jackrabbits over Providence. Now, I do love Providence. Watched them quite a bit this year. Ed Cooley, Coach of the Year, and a couple different uh, you know papers, whatever, websites. But I think Providence capable of an Elite Eight run. But South Dakota State... They're out of the Summit League. There's a Summit League champs, same conference where Oral Roberts is out of, went to the Sweet 16 last year. South Dakota State is the number one three-point shooting team in college basketball. So how does how do these mid-majors, how do these small schools beat the power of conference schools if you can shoot the three? And they do it better than anyone in the country. I, I interviewed their head coach, Eric Henderson, two weeks ago. Great guy. He's a guy that you know I would want my son to play for. You know, he's just got this great energy. If you watch South Dakota State, it's one of the most fun teams in college basketball. So the Summit League Player of the Year is a guy named Baylor Shireman, 6'6 guard from in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska, so under-recruited. He's an NBA player. Um, go watch uh, when they beat Washington State earlier this year. Baylor Shireman on a buzzer beater literally broke the ankle of the kid on Arizona State, just shimmied him, and then fade away from Damian Lillard range. He is as good a player as you'll find in college basketball. Doug Wilson, former Summit League Player of the Year. If you want to shut down their guards, cool. They have a more than capable big man. He's 6'8", 6'9", a little undersized, but he's pretty nifty. He can play with his back to the basket. I love South Dakota State. Now, one of the things I talked about with their coach was, you know, in that same game against Oral Roberts, they had three different guys with, I think, five threes. And so he's like, look, I know Doug Wilson's our star. I know Shireman's our, Shireman's our star. He goes, but we have plenty of dudes. So it doesn't rely on one or two guys, South Dakota State. So let's say Shireman gets cold. Well, they've got four or five other guys that can shoot the three. I love the Jack Rabbits. This is my lock as a 13. Now, here's the thing with that. A 13-4. Well, the Vegas line I got when I put my money down was two points. It's a two-point game for a 13-4. Mm. Says a lot. So roll with the Jackrabbits right there. You heard it from Chris McKee. Is that the gold? That's the gold That's right the there. Gold. That's, That's my the... favorite one. I love it. I think South, if they can get through this, I think they're capable of a sweet 16 run. Chris has got his first gold lock in for no cap bets at South Dakota State. And you know what? You said a lot there. A Pac-12 win. I think Cooley, Cooley's been making me a lot of money this year. You know, I've been taking Providence a lot and they've been cashing out. However, I feel like the jig is up. Everybody knows what Providence is. Everybody knows what the Big East is. And this is a sleeper. You can splash a team out of a gym if you get up early in the first half. So I'm looking forward to watch that game. 
Might even put a little pizza money on it. We got the next game. Baylor, this looks like it's going to be a cakewalk against Norfolk State. I love being an underdog, especially if you're giving me 21 points. Yeah, Baylor's going to run over them. (laughs) It's a good team. It's it's a mature team, a little bit older. But the MEAC, the MEAC, the conference they're out of, it's the second worst conference in college basketball behind the SWAC. The talent level is just nowhere near it. Norfolk is a good team. Uh, last year, they get matched up with Gonzaga. Here they are getting matched up with Baylor. So, hey, you want to go to the tournament, well, else you're going to play. And unfortunately, um, I like Baylor to cover, you know, well over, I think, 25-plus. They should win this game. Good call. Next game, we've got Tennessee. Another little situation like this where this is not really a strong conference. Uh, they kind of crept their way into the SEC championship in the tournament. They did very well. Coming on of a, a bit of a run pretty late in the season. And then you got Longwood. Tell me a little bit about Longwood because I only see them maybe twice a month on my yeah. slate, on my ticket. Small school out of Virginia. It's their first time making it to the NCAA tournament. Their head coach, Griff Aldrich. So this is the guy, he's a lawyer coming out of high school or coming out of college, knew he wanted to be a coach. I forget who it was that, you know, he had an assistant coaching opportunity. Guy says to him, no, 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 no. Go get your law degree. Coaching will be there when you get back. So he goes and gets it and then gets hired by UMBC. So he was in an administrative role at UMBC when they were 16 and beat Virginia a couple of years ago. And they got huh. a Longwood job. And so he's got that karma. He's done some great things. <laughs> yeah. But um, look, Tennessee, you just won the SEC. They're, they're really trending towards – I mean, they got hot at the right time. I think Tennessee's a team capable of – a sweet 16, if not an elite eight run. Iowa, 10 and a half point favorites. They're playing Richmond. Richmond, if I'm not mistaken, are they were the runner-up in the A-10 tournament? No, they they the won A-10 it. Champs. Yeah, yeah. So they um, beat Davidson. Well, Davidson, actually the runner-up. Richmond won the tournament. They needed to win to get in. Richmond overweight. Look, the A-10 used to be considered the best mid-major in college basketball, maybe three or four years ago, when Obi Toppin was at Dayton. You know, that, that's your... It's the talent level has dropped significantly. The Mountain West has taken over that mantle as the best mid major. I don't believe in Richmond. They're led by a little point guard, about five eight five nine, Jake Gilliard. I think he's the NCAA all time leader in steals. So he's a little pesky little guy. Iowa's got NBA players, Keegan Murray. They're just bigger now. Anytime Iowa, the point spread, it, it scares the hell out of me. They never, they never seem to cover. So that's a game I think Iowa's going to win as far as bracket wise. But as far as the bet, I wouldn't touch it because Iowa, they just scare the hell out. Of I mean, that 10 is, is that's one of the games I didn't even touch because I don't like that 10. I respect it, but uh, just send some prayers out for me because it's my gold lock, the Iowa Hawkeyes. I had to take a Big Ten team. I love the Big Ten, and this is a team that nobody wants to see right now. They're 4-1 ATS on a neutral. They've covered eight of the last 10 games in a gauntlet that is the Big Ten, and they're in top form. Uh, it's hard to bet against this team, even if I am getting double digits and Everybody knows here at No Cap Bets, I do not like double-digit Big Ten favorites in conference play. Now, Richmond, on the other hand, they've covered three in a row as a dog, but this is in the A-10 tourney, and I'm looking at the A-10 tourney champs versus the Big Ten tourney champs. Where where was uh, Richmond's biggest test this year? Like, I'm not sure if even in non-conference yeah, they played mean, anybody. Was the, you know, the, the better, the regular season champs anyway, and it's, it's just not that good. Like I said, the A-10's down. They're not really – I mean, St. Louis is a pretty good team out of there. I thought, you know, they had 
flashes of, of doing some good stuff. Yeah, VCU down. It's not the VCU of years past. The whole conference is just down. And so um, it just reeks of NIT. And that's, I mean, yeah. you got, got hot at the right time. But this is where their season ends right now against Iowa. Yeah, it's a gold lock for me. I, I think when I took a look at this, uh, Richmond hadn't even faced a ranked opponent all year. It, they're just not tested. This is a real David and Goliath type of matchup. So I'm expecting Iowa to just roll over. They're just in great form right now. Every time I watch them play, as you mentioned, Keegan Murray, his brother, the McCaffrey brothers, these guys are just uh, on all cylinders firing off right now. I'm not going to get in their way. Gold lock the Iowa Hawkeyes. Next game, we've got Gonzaga. I know this is a team you've watched plenty over the years. They're up against Georgia State. Uh, and I just found out that um, Hunter now is no, he's not their coach anymore. He's at Tulane, right? Yes. Uh, Rob Lanier has been their head coach for a couple of years. Guy out of Buffalo, great dude. I interviewed him last year. Um, so this is of all the 116s now, they're not going to beat Gonzaga. Um, but of all the 116s, like when I saw Georgia State was seated at 16, I was shocked because I thought they were 13 or 14. The Sun Belt is one of the tougher mid-major conferences in college basketball. Georgia State started off really poorly, but then they won 12 of their last 13 heading into conference tournament. They have a kid named Eliel Nosemi. I think they say it with a Semi or something, but spelled Nosemi. He's from the Congo, but he grew up in Canada. I called his games when he played at TRC Academy. Started out at Cincinnati. He's a high major talent. Defensively, I mean, this guy, I mean, always had games of 20-plus rebounds, multiple blocks. He's going to give Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren some problems. I also think Georgia State's got two senior guards, five-year guys, Corey Allen and Kane Williams. So the moment's not going to be big, too big for them. These are 23, 24-year-old guys. Now, obviously, Gonzaga loaded with NBA talent. I do like Georgia State to cover on this one. I, I thought I saw it at like 23 and a half. I would take Georgia State in the points because of all the 116s, this is the closest matchup. You know, all the rest of them are just going to be complete blowouts. Not saying this one isn't, but I think uh, Georgia State – surprisingly seated as a 16 when I could have easily saw him as a 13. We're going to wrap up, take a break. We'll be right back on No Cap Bets. I have talked to thousands of people who want to achieve fitness goals, gain muscle, lose weight, tone, define, flexibility, you name it. And I'm here to help you with that. This podcast was made to motivate, change your mindset, boost your confidence starting today, and stay on that path to getting that body right with exercise. Check out the Body Right Podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Bless you. And we're back on No Cap Bets. Let's get right into it. We've got another interesting game. This one, not so much mid-major, Chris, but I'd love to hear your take on it. North Carolina, three and a half points. They're up against Marquette. What are your thoughts? Well, it's hard to go against Shaka Smart in the NCAA tournament. That was the head coach of Marquette. Also, good Canadian kid, Olivier Maxis Prosper, who a uh, former Clemson player who transferred to Marquette. I like him, but I love the Tar Heels. They're getting, you know, shaky start to begin with. They don't have the talent that they've had in years past, um, but I think they've got enough to get through this game, and then that's about it for the for either of these teams. Whoever wins will be done in the second round, but I like the Tar Heels closely getting by Marquette. And this is good enough for me to make my bonus, 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 bonus lock. UNC, we're taking them three and a half. They've covered six out of their last nine before they ran into a red hot hokey team that nobody saw coming. And Marquette, they've covered three of their last 10, just got spanked by Creighton. This makes it really easy for me. UNC was three and eight 
this year against non-conference team ats uh unc three and a half bonus 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 lock we're going to some night evening games this evening we got yukon they're up against new mexico state i think you got a good uh good vibe on new mexico state what are your thoughts six and a half I don't like them. You know, they're the Western Athletic Conference champs, which is a division that's really down. They went through some realignment changes. Sam Houston State came in, Stephen at Boston. Um, so it, it, uh, it was in Southern Utah. It, it's not the conference they have been in years past. I'm not sold on New Mexico State. I love UConn. They've got NBA talent. And uh, I think UConn gets through this one pretty comfortably. Um, the Aggies just, yeah, it just, what, what they got, what's the kid Teddy Allen the conference player of the year aside from him he's got 19 points per game I, I just don't think they have the physical talent to compete with UConn you got Kentucky against St. Peter's uh, this is the Mac what are your thoughts 18 well, points so I uh, love the Wildcats I think Kentucky's capable of a deep run so the you know St. Peter's out of the Metro Atlantic everyone thought Iona coached by Rick Bettino was going to get through comfortably. I certainly did. St. Peter's a shocker. So their coach Shaheen Holloway of Seton Hall fame back in the early 2000s. So Shaheen's got the pedigree. He's one of these young coaches that you're going to see in the mix for high major positions in the coming years. You know, played in the, the, the real Big East when it was the Big East. He's a tough, rugged guy from Queens. I've talked to him. He grew up with Ja Rule. He knows Ja Rule and their body and stuff like yeah. that. They're from the same neighborhood. Um, so he's a great dude, but I just think, I mean, they just do not have the physical talent to match anyone. Oscar Tashiwe, you know, Ty Ty Washington, the NBA guys on Kentucky, they're going to roll over them comfortably. I think this is a 30-plus point game. you got Indiana, they're up against St. Mary's. St. Mary's is a three-point favorite, WCC versus Big Ten. Indiana starting to pick up some steam out of nowhere. What are your thoughts on this one? Three points, I think it's pretty fair. I liked Wyoming getting through. We talked about the horrible night they had last night. So Indiana get Indiana backed in. They said basically Wyoming beat themselves. Indiana didn't beat them. Now I do like St. Mary's to beat Indiana in that now, but St. Mary's is not a team I'm sold on. So they've got the number five uh, strength of schedule in college basketball. Well, they played Gonzaga three times this year. We're the number one team in the country. That's going to slant what your actual strength of schedule is. They're really well coached. Randy Bennett's as good a coach as there is in college basketball. It's just boring, kind of uh, stiff white guys playing basketball. And <laughs> I just don't like it. I think they can get by Indiana, but after that, this will be, you know, St. Mary's is not capable of a deep run. Leaning, I hope this line could go to three and a half, then I'm definitely on Indiana. But as of right now, it's a not involved for me. San Diego State, however, Mountain West royalty to me. They're up against Creighton. So I love San Diego State to begin with, but just about two weeks ago, Creighton's starting point guard, uh, Ryan Nemhart, Andrew Nemhart's little brother, kid out of Vaughn. I called some of Ryan's high school games when he played with Vaughn Secondary before he went down to Montverde and followed his brother. Ryan Nemhart, another broken thumb or broken wrist, out for the season. So one of their key, you know, the point guards not playing for Creighton, I think that's going to be a real factor in the game. And I love San Diego State to get by. Well, you just gave me an added bonus for my silver lock, San Diego State. This is the best defense in the nation to me. I've watched them quite a bit. You know, I get a chance to get home pretty late. I'm staying up for San Diego State. Uh, BPI has this at about 3.3. So, you know, gives me a little bit of edge. Oh, they've only played five spots against non-conference opponents this year, covered three of them. 
Creighton, 12-5 and five as a dog ATS this year. So you might look at that and be like, ooh, this is a great pick. However, that reflects more of their conference play as a dog. They're four and seven against non-conference teams. I'm going to go with the team I watch the most. It's San Diego State. They look great. I thought it was their conference for the taking if they could get through Boise. But there's a lot of top dogs in that conference. So Silver Lock, San Diego State, Arkansas, Vermont. I have a feeling you like Vermont. I feel like you're all over no. this one. No, <laughs> this man said no. So again, yeah. they're out of the you know the American East champs, right? This is one of the lower conferences in college basketball, certainly in the the bottom three or four. Now, this is one. I mean, Vermont can shoot to three; they can really fill it up. But one of my problems is everyone's raving about their conference tournament. They won by thirty. They won by forty. They just blew through everyone. Well, what it says is they're not tested. They're not ready for a real battle. Arkansas just too deep too good too many players this is one of my locks i love i got arkansas minus five this is one of the games i hammered pretty well and uh, i love the razorbacks they're just too damn good we got a silver lock from chris mckee and it is arkansas five points up against vermont next game san francisco dons they're up against the murray state racers murray state is favored by one and a half i felt a way about this line what are your thoughts well, Murray State is a team that's capable of a Sweet 16 run. Nobody's got more wins in college basketball this year than the Racers. They've won, what are they, about 22 in a row right now. They haven't lost since December 22nd when they lost to Auburn. Auburn's been the, the number one team in the country this year. Their only other loss was their fourth game of the season against East Tennessee State. Not a bad team. The SoCon, a really good conference. It was just early. They were trying to figure themselves out. Murray State, men on the team. So Tevin Brown, all-time leading three-point shooter in the history of the Ohio Valley Conference. This guy's 24 years old. He's going to get a chance to play in the NBA. They're just too many dudes, too many guys. Juice Hill, their point guard. K.J. Williams, the big man down under. You know, we talked about this with South Dakota State. If Murray State's three's not working, well, they've got the big guy underneath that they can feed it to, 6'10 guy, and then he can get baskets the old school way, playing ugly. I love Murray State. San Francisco overrated. Again, strength of schedule, they played Gonzaga a couple times. So it's swish. And by the way, I watched them both times against the Zags. They got run out of the gym. So when they <laughs> play anybody, good. Now, they look good. San Francisco looks good against Pepperdine and Portland and, you know, the, the bottom half and Pacific, the three Ps, the lower West Coast Conference teams. Murray State, outstanding. Their head coach, Matt McMahon, as good as it comes in college basketball. I think Murray State, not only are they capable of getting through San Francisco, they're capable of beating Kentucky in the next round as well. You know, I'm going to ask you to take 10 paces and duel with me because that's my bronze lock, the San Francisco Dons. And, I, you know, I'm actually kind of hurt right now. We've got birthdays that are a day apart. I don't know how we're not in a line alignment on this one. San Francisco Dons covered six of their last eight matchups. Murray State covered three of their last 10. And you brought up something very interesting. Who have they played? They've played Auburn when Auburn was hot. That, that matchup doesn't appear to have as much value to me as uh, Auburn. They kind of took a downturn as the season progressed. And then their other big, I guess you could say power five matchup was Memphis. And other than that, I can't find anyone that they've played. Belmont's a really good team. Belmont's Moorhead there. Morehead State, if you watch the OBC final, it was a dogfight. Morehead State, last year's OBC champs, Janai Broom, their big 6'10 guy, I love him. I think Janai's going to get a chance to play in the league. He tried to put Morehead on his back, but it was just the, the outside shooting of Murray was too good. 
and they got through. So they've also been in battles. They've been in dog fights, including that OBC championship, and uh, fought through it and came out victorious. I, I just love the toughness of Murray State. But in a conference with St. Mary's, Gonzaga, BYU, you've just seen bigger, better opponents. And you want to talk about grown men. BYU's always got 35-year-old men every year. So I, I just feel really strongly that the Dons got gypped. If they were the favorite in this situation, I would perhaps maybe lean your way. But I like the Dons as a dog. Even if it's just a cover at the buzzer by one, you're giving me one and a half. Give me the Dons for sure. Next game, we've got actually just a couple games left on the slate. UCLA 13 and a half. They're up against Akron. What are your thoughts? Uh, the line scares me. Akron's a tough team. The MAC, one of the most underrated conferences in college basketball. Three teams out of the MAC Toledo, Akron, and uh, also Ohio. We're all very capable of being tournament teams. Now, I think UCLA wins. I, I, I like Akron in the points on this one. I do think, you know, the Bruins get through. Johnny Juzang, you know, Mick Crone is as good as coach as they come. And I just think, you know, the Bruins will get through, but that, that line's a little scary. I do like Akron and the points on this one. Yeah, Pac-12 favorites have been a little suspicious to me. It's either they blow them out of the gym like Arizona's been doing all year. UCLA's very capable. Washington State just did it last night. And then you've got, you know, times where they just don't show up or they'll win and they'll just win comfortably and not cover. So 13 and a half is a scary number. And then the last game of the first round, Kansas, 21 and a half against Texan Southern. Uh, we just saw them beat Cor uh, Corpus Christi. Any thoughts on the Southern guys? Or? Yeah, look, you're not very good. It's like, <laughs> Kansas, Kansas is going to run them out the gym. Um, you know, Texas Southern, the SWAC champs, which is the worst conference in college basketball. So they're playing. That doesn't mean Texas Southern's a bad team, but who they're playing is certainly not very good. Um, and Kansas, I mean, I, I take the they're going to win plus the points. It's a 30 point game with ease. We've ran through all the games. I completely you need to tap on your knowledge for nit see i'd love to have you back on man i just want to say thank you so much for showing up and uh plug the plug the pod while i still got you here so you can check well you can go to undraftedfreeagent.com or go on uh itunes spotify amazon most major streaming sites the undraftedfreeagent.com mid-major podcast and uh, do some betting picks, obviously, for the tournament. Got a bunch of coach interviews I've chatted with just over the past two or three weeks. I spoke to Casey Alexander, the Belmont head coach, Bashir Mason, the Wagner head coach, Wagner in Staten Island. We talked some Wu-Tang and stuff as well. Who else? Richie Riley, the South Alabama coach, Eric Henderson, the South Dakota State one. That one I recommend you go listen to because he really gives you a great window into who South Dakota Dakota State is, you know, we had a 40 minute conversation with their head coach last week. So he's telling me some good stuff. And just you also get a vibe of who they are. Uh, so go give that one a listen, I would suggest. This guy is pretty much the Canadian godfather of college basketball. Chris McKee, it's been a pleasure to have you, man. Please come back anytime. You are more than welcome. Thanks, Chris. Hey, anytime, man. Let's, hey, we, we got a couple weeks more hoops. So uh, I'm definitely down to chat again. So I love it, man. Appreciate you.